Welcome to Dayspring Church Online, where we share the message of hope all over the world. Our prayer is that this podcast will help you live a more fulfilling life with God at the center. For more information on how you can take part, visit us at dayspringpc.org. Are you guys glad you're here? My name is Angel. For you guys who don't know me, um, I am the worship leader here. And if you're joining us today, we're actually in the middle of a series. Um, I believe it's week four. A series is pretty much just uh, we choose a topic to talk about here in church, and we talk about it for three to six weeks. Um, And the topic that we're currently on right now, it's called the end. I know it's kind of morbid and like the end of the world or whatever. Um, But the reason why we're talking about the end is because you and I all have an end. Uh, It's either when our heart stops beating or when Jesus comes back. And and we believe that it's an important thing to talk about because we're all going to go through it. One day, we're all going to die. Weird, I know. I'm sorry. It's like morning, and they're like, Angel, you're going to preach. Oh, on what? Oh, the end of the world. I don't know. You ever think to yourself, like, what's going to happen when my heart stops beating? You ever think yourself, to yourself, like, what, what is heaven like? Is there a heaven? How is it going to be? What am I going to look like? Well, this past summer, I had those exact same questions. Uh, a group of friends and I, we went to the Malibu Mountains. I don't know if you guys have been there, but we were hiking, and there's a lake there. And, uh, we, you know, we heard a lot of people. There's a bunch of people there. And you can see them from this really extremely high rock jumping off and going into the lake. And, um, you know, we're walking, and then uh, we see everyone, and we just kind of look at each other like, you know, yeah, no, nah. And um, so, you know, I, I'm in front of my friends, and I'm like, this is nothing. This is cake. I'll do it. And, and one thing to, to note is I am extremely terrified of heights. Like, I'll, I'll sit and, and, and like, around snakes, all the phobias that you can think of, I'll do. But when it comes to heights, I can't even see a friend looking over a ledge because, like, I lose it. Like, I grab him. I'm like, please, like, just do this on your own time. Like, you know, don't do it in front of me. So um, I, I was there, and I was like, you know what? There's nothing. So anyway, we're like, okay, we're going to jump this rocks. We're super pumped. Uh, but we decided not to, well, well I believe um, Lizzie and Mike decided to do the really big one. And God bless him for that, but I was like, no, I can't do that. I'll do the little one. The, the one there was one in the middle of the lake. It's like the height of this, this building. So I'm like, I'll do that one. You know, I'll, I'll prove to myself, I'll prove to my friends that I'm not that, I'm, I'm a man, you know. Like, I got this. So I go up, whatever we go. And even it took me a while to get up there. But I'm there, and then I look over the edge, and I was like, this is it. This is how I go. This is how I go down. I, and, like, I, I'm not even kidding. It was Kevin and I who were on, on, on that rock. And, and it got to a point where they were screaming from the other side, we're hungry, like, let's go already. It's been, like, half an hour. Like, you know, just jump. <laughs> <laughs> and I, uh, I went to the side. Um, I even went, like, try to go back down the way I came up. But there, there was just, no, like, it's, I couldn't. So um, Kevin ended up jumping, and I'm over here looking. There was, like, the four-year-olds jumping, and I'm over here like, I don't know what to do. I'm losing it. I'm like, this is it. What's going to happen? Jesus, I hope you're ready for me because it's over. But everyone here 
at a time in their life thinks about death. They think about what's going to happen when I die. And I thought it's interesting because everyone in this room at some time in their life thinks about these four questions. You ready? You guys want to know if I jumped, huh? <laughs> I'll tell you in a bit. I jumped. I jumped. I jumped. Um, so here are the four questions. The first one is origin. Where did I come from? Who created me? The second one is meaning. What is the meaning of life? Um, what is my purpose here? The third one is morality. What's right? What's wrong? Who decides? And the last one is destiny. Where will I go in the end? We all want to know about the end. But before I continue, I just, I, I just feel the need that I've got to throw it out there. If you've placed your faith in Jesus Christ, if you've believed that he died for your sins and ra was raised on the third day and is the living God and present God, you know exactly where you're going. You know exactly where you will go. But last week, if you guys weren't here, we were talking about, um, you guys could put it up already. Um, we were talking about uh, the, the rapture. Um, if we don't die and Jesus does come back, he's going to take us all in heaven. So I'm going to continue that timeline. And um, today we're going to talk about what happens after the rapture. So you guys have there in your bulletins an outline that you can uh, follow along with me and write in the, the words. And the first one, what happens after the rapture, is the church is rewarded. And you can fill that out in your outline. The church is rewarded. Has anyone in here tried losing weight? <laughs> I'm not the only one. Yes. Uh, have you ever said or have you ever heard someone say, I'll start Monday. Monday's like the lucky day, right? Like, I'll, I'll just start Monday. You know, it's a weekend, we're out eating, and they're like, Angel. I'm like, I'll start Monday, okay? <laughs> or, um, you know, this is the last donut, I swear. That cafe, my goodness, the temptation. It's, it's just a donut. Or, oh, this one's a good one. Even when you're in your rhythm, you're like, today's my cheat meal. Today's a cheat day. I get to have this big old juicy burger that's like 3,000 calories. You see, when you're trying to lose weight, it's interesting because it's what you do today that matters, not what you do Monday. I mean, Monday has an impact, but I've come to notice that the past four years of saying I'll start Monday, nothing has happened. <laughs> you see, because it's today that matters. And that's the title of my message today, Today Matters. Can you go ahead and tell your neighbor next to you, Today Matters? Today really does matter. And it's not just true for a diet. It's true for our lives. It's true for our destiny. It's true for our end. That what we do today, it really does matter. Not what we do on Monday, because none of us are guaranteed Monday. On your outline right there in chapter, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10, this is the Apostle Paul talking. It says, for we must all stand before Christ to be judged. We will each receive whatever we deserve for the good or evil we have done in this earthly body. Now, I know what you're thinking. I'm like, geez, man, I'm judged here, and now I'm judged in heaven too? What? I thought the judgment stops in heaven. It's just a burger. 
But this is what Paul is saying. When we get to heaven and we believe in Jesus Christ, we're not getting punished. This is simply the rewards that we receive and the rewards that are withheld from us, depending on what we do in this lifetime. You see, the Bible says there is no condemnation for those who are in Jesus Christ. What I'm talking about is the fruit that you reap, the rewards that you get, the blessings, the recognition that you receive from your Heavenly Father based on what you did today. Today matters. Say it with me. Today matters. matters. You ever think what it means to be spiritual? Someone who, you would imagine someone who's like very spiritual, they, uh, they pray a lot, they read their Bible a lot. Or, wow, that guy can meditate meditate for hours. He's connected to the universe. That's spiritual right there. I'd like to think, and after studying the scriptures for so long, I've come to understand that the most spiritual thing that we can do is make choices. You see, because you choose to read your Bible. You choose to love your neighbor. You choose to pray. You choose to meditate. And the, ch- the church is rewarded by the choices that we make. Not how many times we read the Bible, how many times we prayed, but by the choices that we make in that very uh, decision. Today matters. Which leads me to the first point. We are rewarded according to our actions. And you can fill that out in your outline. The Bible says the Lord rewards each of us according to what we do. Not according to what we plan to do, not according to what we say we're going to do, or not when we're on social media and, uh, you know, we see a disaster and we're like, oh, oh, thoughts and prayers, friends. Yet we never do anything about it. We never pray. We just kind of send it just because. You see, we're rewarded by what we do. James says, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. You see, it's better to know one verse in the whole Bible and to actually apply it and do it than to know the whole Bible and not do anything about it. Okay, y'all ain't with me this morning. Come on now. I said, it's better to know one verse in the whole Bible and to actually apply it in your life than to know the whole Bible and not do anything. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. We have Pentecostal church up in here. You see, your, actu- your actions, the things that you do, the choices that you make, they actually matter to God because you matter to God. Uh, in your outlines there, there's a beautiful story that I want to read. It's in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 12 through 15, and it's also the Apostle Paul. And it says, Now if a man builds on the stone with gold and, or silver or beautiful stones, or if he builds with wood or grass or straw, Each man's work will become known. There will be a day when it will be tested by fire. The fire will show what kind of work it is. If a man builds on work that lasts, he will receive his reward. If his work is burned up, he will lose it. Yet he himself will be saved as if if he were going through a fire. It's an interesting story, an interesting concept. Because we're all building, not necessarily a house, but we're all building a life. 
And it's either a life that is godly or not. It's either a life that is good or not. You see, it's either a life that you actually want or it's a life that you don't want. We're all building a life. And the Apostle Paul is telling us that we can either build a strong and rewarding life, both here and in heaven, or we can build a weak home and unfulfilling life. Regardless, when we get to heaven, we're going to be rewarded by what we're building right now. The second one is our words. And you can go ahead and fill that one out as well. The Bible says, and I tell you this, you must give an account on judgment day for every idle word you speak. Matthew chapter 12, verse 36. Every idle word that you speak. This is why I love the Bible. It's so real. It's not like spiritual or anything. It's so raw. It's telling us it's not just about you. It's not just based on what you you do and affects you. It also matters those around you and what you say to those around you and how you treat those around you. So um, our church plays baseball a lot. I don't know why. We play baseball, and um, I've never been the, the, the best athlete, you know? It's weird because I played football, track, cross-country, swim for a day, but I was there. Um, but, <laughs> but I'm always the last one picked. Just don't feel sorry for me. It's, it's actually pretty funny. Um, but I'm always the last one picked, and I'm just kind of there. Like, I don't even want to go in line to, I'm just kind of like, kind of scoot in, like, you know? Like, I'm here, I'm ready to play. Uh, but there was one day, um, it was quite a while ago, and, um, you know, I was like, man, I don't even know why I go to these things. Like, I suck. But um, someone there was t- uh, just pulled me aside and was like, hey, man, like, I know you're nervous. I know you're kind of, um, you're not the fastest. But um, <laughs> he's like, but I believe in you. And he's like, I, you're going to hit a really good ball today. And I was like, wow, you think so? And he's like, yeah, I, I know so. He's like, I feel it. I believe in you. Um, I just wanted to encourage you, you know, before we go out there. And it's so weird. It's baseball. But um, I go out there. You know, I'm ready. I'm, like, trying to act all pro. And uh, I missed the first couple ones. But then there was one that I hit, and it went pretty far. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I was like, me. I never even touched the ball. Yet I hit it so far just because of what somebody said to me minutes before. You see, our words can either destroy or it can build a house. It can either destroy or build the future of somebody. The power that your words have is so big. It's insurmountable. Watch what you say to your spouse. Watch what you say to your kids, to your coworkers, to your friends. Because you, will, you, will, you will either push them forward in life or you will hold them back. What you say today matters. You see, when you talk to your children and all you are is demeaning, oh, you're so dumb, you never do it right, you're not like, you know, you see this kid over here, he's, uh, he's already like two grades ahead of you, what's wrong with you, you know, like you didn't come out of my loins, you know. Um, and all, you, all you're doing is degrading, all you're doing is putting down, that child is going to know nothing because the nothing outside of that just depressing being put down because the person that matters the most was the one telling them that you're not going to succeed. Amen, sister. Yeah, we got it. Let's do it. Come on now. 
But if you're building up their lives, you see, it's, it's not enough for you to pay the bills. I know it might seem like it sometimes, but it's just not enough. You see, God is, we're one day going to get to heaven, and God is going to hold us accountable to what we say to everyone. And your kids are the most important one. You got to tell your kids, listen, you're going to grow up. You can be the next president. You have so much ahead of you because that's what's going to put us forward in society. We have to stop putting down our children, and we have to start building them up, encouraging them, motivating them, because you're their number one fan. You're the one, you're the one in the sidelines who should be there with the biggest sign, the, the you know, mom, you're embarrassing me, you know, like, no, I'm your number one fan, and I'm going to make it known that I love you, that I encourage you, and that I want the best for you. And this, think about it, this is all just our work. Our words matter. They matter today. Listen, even the things that we tell ourselves. You know, sometimes we, we put ourselves down. Like, oh, I'm no good. I'm like the worst baseball player ever. Why am I even going? But what we say to ourselves also matters. Because your words are powerful. You, you have to build encouragement, motivation, truth, honesty, and love to yourself. Because when no one's there, you're there. And God is with you. Amen, brother. Amen, brother. Uh, Pascal says, kind words do not cost much, yet they accomplish much. If you are an encouraging person, one who uplifts and motivates, God will reward you greatly. The next one is our thoughts. See, the Bible says, I am the one who searches out the thoughts and intentions of every person, and I will give to each of you whatever you deserve, Revelation 2.23. Listen, don't misinterpret what we're trying to say here. Like, really, I can't think, I can't even think about burgers now? Like, it's not talking about that kind of thinking. You see, it's talking about our outlook on life. It's talking about our perspective, the lens that we see through whenever we see anything. It's not thinking uh, just simply about thoughts. Scripture says, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. See, your view about life, and, and this is good, your view about life, the way that you see life greatly affects how you live your life. Ideas have consequences. They really do. It wasn't that long ago that a man by the name of Adolf Hitler had a certain view, a certain perspective about life and about people. And because of this idea, because of this lens, because of this perspective, it's known as one of the greatest massacres that we know about today. Ideas have consequences. But God cares about what you do. God cares about how you treat others. And God cares about your perspective. But we have to make the choices today that will change who we are on the inside. Today matters. Today really matters. I know we want to say, I'm going to start Monday. Or you know what, this whole Jesus thing is cool, but you know what, like I, I kind of want to go out and party and do my thing. And then, you know, when I'm like 60, I'll see what's up. I'll see if it's still around. 
listen, no one is guaranteed tomorrow. You know, your loved ones, how you treat them, what you say matters today because they're not guaranteed tomorrow. You know, it, it was just um, recently that my sister had complications with her health and everything. And, like, um, you know, I, I was having a conversation with the big man upstairs. And um, I, I was kind of saying, like, you know what? You could do anything to me, but this will really break me down. This will throw me off everything. And you see, and, and like I saw the, the, the op opportunity and the opening, like, you know what? We're not guaranteed tomorrow. It's, I like to ask people two questions. One, if you die today, are you going to heaven? You know what they mostly say? Like, I don't know. Like, I had a couple of drinks last night. I really don't know. <laughs> Listen, if you've placed your faith in Jesus Christ, you're going to heaven. Because he covered the sins from the past, today, and tomorrow. So you got to have faith. Whenever somebody asks you that, you got to be like, I know where I'm going because Jesus paid it all. And the second question that I like to ask is what kind of person do you want to be? Who do you want to be 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now? I know there's some grandpas and great-grandpas in here, but like, you know, for the, um, like the people my age, I ask them, like, who, what kind of grandpa do you want to be? What kind of great-grandpa do you want to be? You know, what, what are people going to say about you? And I get it. For some Christians, you might be thinking that, you know, the, my, my actions, my words, my thoughts, they don't really matter uh, because if you accept Jesus, you, you go to heaven regardless. Well, first, your actions show whether you've actually accepted Jesus. And two, the quality, and here's key, the quality of life that you get here and in heaven is measured by how you choose to live your life. See, God wants the best for you. He really does. You might be like, oh, God's out to get me. Look at the wife he gave me, you know? God, God is not out to get you. God does not want to punish you. When God created you, he created you with an amazing future ahead. When he thought of you, he thought of you 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 years later. And that's why he's putting things in front of you right now that if you make the right decision, you're going to be coming to that person that he has created you to be. You have to start stepping into that calling. You think you got dreams. Oh, Let me tell you the dreams that God has for you. They don't even come close. They don't even come close. Our dreams and hopes that God has envisioned for us is so much bigger than what we have ever thought. And let me prove, to this, prove this to you. You see, there are two, pipe, two people in the Bible. The first is a guy named Paul. Just call him Paul. Uh, he's an apostle. Paul uh, managed to spread the gospel, the good news, the the story that Jesus died for us. He managed to spread the gospel to so many places. He wrote more than half of the New Testament. I think he has the most books, but um, he wrote most of the, half, uh, the New Testament. He was a great leader and a great thinker. This guy had a great life, not only just here, but also in heaven. 
the amount of people that he was able to see that were impacted by what he chose to do, the decisions that he made, was amazing. And here's the second man. You know him as the man on the cross next to Jesus. He was crucified next to Jesus. He was uh, known as a thief. He was a criminal. And he led a life that ultimately led to an excruciating death. See, both are in heaven because they both accepted Jesus Christ. But the quality of life that each had were so different. And I'm sure that the rewards that they both received are very, very different. Rewards that include jewels, praises, and crowns. Uh, it, it's, it's a beautiful story. Because when we arrive, like, you know, I don't, I don't know, I'm weird, but I think about this. Um, when we arrive and we, and we get there to heaven and we just see everyone, you know, coming and then Jesus is sat there on the throne and then you, I don't know, like, I'm like, oh, I look to the side, I'm like, hey, you're here. I didn't think you'd be here, but you know you're here. <laughs> um, we all arrive at the throne of Jesus. See, there's no more pain. There's no more suffering. There's no more sickness. There's no more mistakes. It's wiped clean. There's going to be two more. No more. You see, too many times we cry out to God and hope that our circumstances change, yeah? We're like, God, if you just gave me a raise, I'm good. I pay off my debt. God, if you just, I don't know, if you change my spouse, I'm good. I just, I'd be okay if you changed my spouse. If you just change what's around me, yeah? If you just give me a better job, if you just do this, if you just do that. Listen, let me tell you something. Even if God changed the world around you, if you don't change, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because we're the ones who have to change. Even if God gives you a better job, even if God gets, gets you the most understanding, quiet, amazing wife. If, or husband, I'm sorry, I'm just, it's just my gender, so. <laughs> okay, okay, don't get me in trouble now. Listen, even if God did all this, it won't matter because you haven't changed. See, too many times we're putting the blame on something else. We blame the people around us. We blame our circumstances. I mean, we're the reason that got there in the first place. I like something that a, an individual was saying on TED Talk. It was amazing. He's saying, you know, we're always putting the blame outside. For example, in relationships, it's like it was always her. It was always her fault, her fault. And I'm using her because I'm a man. Um, I don't know. It comes naturally. But um, it's, it's always her, 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 her. And then he's like, you know what? We never look at ourselves. You want to know the common denominator with all of my failed relationships? Me. The common denominator with all of my relationships is me. Maybe it's time that we look at ourselves. Stop dating other people. Date yourself. Know yourself. Know who you are. Get to know yourself. Encourage yourself. Know the things that you're doing. Know the things that you're saying. That's why God cares so much about what we do, 
what we say, the perspective that we have. I said, uh, I think it was two, two Wednesdays ago, I was like, um, don't think that when I'm quiet, I'm getting all spiritual. I'm, I just lost myself, so. <laughs> <laughs> so don't. I'm like, God, where am I? Um, say it with me. Today matters. You might think it's just one kiss. My spouse doesn't have to know. You might think it's just a gum. I can steal this. Nobody loses any money over like 10 cents. It's just a girl. I'm just looking, babe. I'm just looking. Or in my case, babe, it's a burger. I'm just looking at it, okay? <laughs> Let me tell you something. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. In eternity, it's not worth it. And in this life, it's not worth it. Because God wants you to become the best you, the best you can be. And when we make little dumb decisions like that, choices that are going to pull us back and go the other direction instead of forward, it's not worth it. I was thinking the other day, you know what? I, it was just last year, like this date, that I was like, oh, I'm going to start. I'm going to start. If I would have started, I, I'd be looking like Beckham by now, you know? Like, <laughs> but, but I didn't. And listen, let me tell you something. If you have intercepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, as your Lord, then today really does matter. It really does matter. Maybe, you, maybe you're not like, oh, I'm not going to do this, you know? It's that kid telling me what to do. <laughs> it's, um, it matters because at least you know about it. You see, our choices matter. If you choose to accept them, and to live out the calling that he has laid out for you. It's going to be so grand that it could change the tra trajectory of your family, of your city, of this country, and of this world. We've seen the amazing things that one person who says, all right, Jesus, I'm all in. I don't even know what's going to happen, but I'm all in. And the stuff that he man or she manages to accomplish is amazing. Imagine if every single one person in this room says, yes, I'm going to go all in. The world would be changed by now. There'd be no hunger. There'd be no sickness. There'd be no human trafficking. There'd be no drugs because every single person in this room is going to be like, you know what? I'm all in. I'm 100%. I'm going to do this. And when you say yes to that, when to, because today matters, and if you say yes, it can change not just your life, but the people around you. Listen, God knows your pain. He really does. I know that we're all human beings. We experience, experience pain. We experience losses. We've messed up many times. And God knows that you're in need. God knows what you need. God knows the desires of your heart. And he loves you. He really does love you. And he loves you so much that he wants to get to know you. There is a future waiting for you of incredible experiences. A future that can impact so many people. Listen, church, can I be honest? Can I be raw with you? You give me that permission? I, I like to think that, you know, if I'm wrong about this whole Jesus thing. I might have missed out on a couple parties. Might have missed out on a divorce here and there. Uh, 
missed out on uh, maybe, I don't know, jail time. There are things that, yeah, I missed out. And you're like, bro, you missed the party. Like, I, okay, maybe. But if I'm right, then there is an experience, a world that you'll be missing out on. You see, a party that any party here can't even compare. The rewards, the, the, just the life, the, even the things that you get, like, like in heaven, they can't even compare. Y'all saw the new Tesla? Ain't got nothing on the car that I'm going to have in heaven. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> All right, I would, it's an amazing car. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't mind getting myself one here. But. You see, what you do today is going to affect, affect the life that you have here and the life that you have after life. Today matters. You see, when you decide to be generous with your money, for example, giving it away or tithing or offering to the Lord, that matters in heaven. When you give to the poor and needy, that matters in heaven. When you live with integrity and uprighteousness, even if everyone around you is partying and going crazy, that matters in heaven. When you decide not to steal, even when your friends are stealing, that matters in heaven. And when you share your faith with people who don't know about God, that matters in heaven. Make the right choices. Encourage each other because... Again, we're all going to be in the end. We're all going to experience it, either when our heart stops beating or when Jesus comes back, which is what we talked about last week, the rapture. Have a godly perspective on life. Because, listen, if I'm walking around the stage, right, and there's, like, a lot of, uh, like, walls, little things in here and there, right, when you accept Jesus, you have clear glasses. You're able to see life as it is because he created life. But when you don't, it's kind of like if I were to have really dirty glasses. Like my friends know I have dirty glasses on the bases. I don't know. But imagine if they're black. And this is life. Without Jesus, you're going to be stumbling and, and you're not going to know where to go. But when you can see clearly, you're able to have the impact of people who get in the water and decide to dedicate their lives, not because of what you've told them, because, but because they have seen how you live your life, how you treat other people, the perspective that you have on life. You don't want to miss out. You just don't. I'm going to hurry because they're, they're telling me my time is running out. And I'm known to finish on time. The Wednesday people know what's up. <laughs> and if you guys don't come Wednesday, you guys should definitely come Wednesday. But today matters. The decisions that you make. It's e even when, you know, you're, you have a bad day or, or you're just in a bad mood, what you say to each other, what you do, it matters. It's always going to matter. Say with me one last time, today matters.